0: Hey everybody, it's Bo here with a Bad Batch TV Talk. Listen, let let me just first say uh, hi, happy New Year, everyone. It's been a while. I I, I took a, a longer hiatus than I intended to from the TV Talk podcast. I actually I really wanted to do a Hawkeye retrospective, kind of Hawkeye revisited over the holidays, especially with that being kind of a Christmas themed entry into the Disney Plus MCU world. But unfortunately, as you can kind of hear, my voice. Decided to leave. Yeah, I I I got sick around Christmas. And whilst I have physically recovered for the most part, my voice continues to be not exactly sounding like myself. So yeah, I'm really hoping it gets back because I'm actually just about six days away from being in like a full-on like 15-episode recording retreat. So I'm about to rest my voice hard after recording this. But regardless, I wanted to go ahead and put this out because we do have some new episodes of The Bad Batch. Season two is here. And we get a chance to spend time in this era, the dark times, if you will. This is the times after the Republic, as the Empire is really establishing itself. This is where the Jedi are being hunted. They're on the run, if there are any left. And the Empire is really establishing itself out there in the rest of the known galaxy. We get a chance to see our Bad Batch characters are a little conflicted about what their role is in the universe as a whole. Last season was all about them... Kind of, you know, rebelling against the Empire and then also being on the run and also wanting to protect Omega. Well, now they've kind of done all that. They've figured out a way to, you know, yeah, they are living hand to mouth, but they found a way of life that works for them. They're using the skills that they were brought up with. And, you know, for the most part, they're getting paid and they're okay. But we see that Hunter in particular is really like, you know, interested in this life of freedom, especially kind of providing for Omega, a chance for her to grow up and be the normal kid that he and the rest of his siblings never got a chance to be. So one big payday sounds like a really, really good way out, so to speak. But as we see, it doesn't matter. There really is no place you can run. There is no freedom here. There is no, you know, normal childhood as we live in this world where the empire is establishing itself. I love how we see that Echo in particular is the one that's really pushing the group to do more in the world, right? Like whilst all these other all the other bad batchers, they were unique in and of themselves because of their mutations, because of their enhancements, whatever you want to call it, but the things that made them different kind of always gave them this unique position in the Grand Army of the Republic. Echo was different. Echo was a full-on soldier through and through. He believed in kind of the righteous nature that of for the uh, the mission for which he was, you know, literally created. And to see not just the the corruption of that mission with all of these clone troopers becoming stormtroopers, with the empire really taking command and control of his brothers, he still feels that call to help the helpless, to go out, to be a soldier, to be a good soldier, not a good soldier who follows orders, but a good soldier who stands between civilians and the monsters that want to hurt them. So I really like this, especially with Echo being this character that connects many of us who grew up or or watched the Clone Wars. He is that, 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 that common thread. He is the one that kind of connects us with these two eras of the universe. Now, that being said, we do know that Rex is going to show up at some point in the future. We've seen him pop up in some of the promo material, and I'm really excited for that. Really excited for this Wanda Sykes uh, pirate character that we got here for like all of two seconds. She's definitely going to be back. I mean, you know, it's Wanda Sykes. Like, why, why would you go? Was Wanda Sykes just walking down the halls of Lucasfilm and be like, hey, Wanda, uh, do you mind like saying like two or three lines? She's like, yeah, yeah, sure. I'll do it. No, no. Come on. This is definitely a character that's going to mean something in this series. And I got to kind of wonder, in given the fact that this is a character that's being voiced by somebody with a fairly prominent screen presence, is this going to be a character that we're going to see later in life? Especially given the fact that, you know, you do the math and Wanda Sykes might actually be the age that this character might be in an Ahsoka series. It's possible. I'm just kind of throwing it out there. Maybe there might be some connected tissue. We've seen more and more of this, right, in the Mandalorian era of Star Wars, where there are these animated characters or characters who are getting introduced in animation and making their way to live action, or vice versa. Some of these live action original characters making their ways into animated as well, this kind of back and forth. It even got me started to think about the fact that we could potentially see some Bad Batchers pop up in... I don't know, maybe Mandalorian, maybe in Ahsoka, maybe in one of these other Disney Plus series, Andor, maybe. I don't know. This I think about how we saw in Obi-Wan, or rather in Kenobi, how there was a like a a a clone trooper that was like on the side of the road with his helmet out, you know, begging on the streets and everything. And what an interesting connection point. Another way to kind of take a character, you know, so to speak that we've seen uh, frequently in animation, And of course, you know, originally introduced in live action, of course, you know, portrayed once again by the same actor. But my point is, we know these characters more through animation. And then to see them in that regard back in live action, I thought was really great. And the Bad Batch would be very interesting to try to adapt to live action, right? Because, of course, these are characters that, whilst clones, are not carbon copy of Django Fett. I mean, Hunter maybe is the closest, right? And obviously, Echo with a couple of, you know, uh, technological enhancements. But somebody like Wrecker or Tech, you know, I think about Tech in particular. You think about that kid that played a uh, young Django or young Boba, rather, Daniel Logan, if I'm not mistaken. I have no idea what he looks like right now, but I always knew he was kind of like a thinner dude back then. Now, you know, who knows what he looks like now? It'd be interesting, like, what if they brought him in to play Tech or, or you know, one of these Bad Batchers in a live-action capacity? It could happen. It could be kind of fun to see how that goes you know, I mentioned that there's uh, connection points, right, between uh, now and the Clone Wars. This entire episode takes place at Dooku's castle, which was originally introduced in a, in a few episodes of the Clone Wars. I remember it was such a cool concept when they showed us that. And I, it almost, like, presented more questions than anything else. And then we never really saw it again. I want to say it was in the episode with the Sisters. Like, things were getting, like, really kind of crazy and wild in Star Wars, in the Clone Wars at that point. And the notion that Dooku would have this whole palace unto himself where he was based out of, it makes a lot of sense. And it was one of those areas where you kind of wanted them to explore a little bit more. Even in this episode, I don't feel like we really got enough of that set piece, right? Like, it was cool kind of seeing how the people of that world were like, yeah, Dooku robbed from us first. Like, this is, the, you know, yeah, he, the Separatists, like maybe he was funding these, these, you know, the Separatist War and the Separatist Movement and kind of fleecing all of these other systems, but that started right here at home. And so it was cool to see that civilian impact and see that our, you know, heroes, our, our Bad Batchers are, are having to deal with the reality that though they grew up in a world of war, Right. And now they find themselves constantly on the run, constantly looking for that next fight. They're actually just people out here who are trying to live a life. It almost kind of, you know, echoes back to what we saw with Hunter. Like, that's what he wants. He wants that normal life. But a normal life doesn't exist so long as the Empire is out here growing and gathering more control over the citizens of the known galaxy a lot of vibes i should mention in this like when they were hanging off the the side of the uh, the cliff you know two two things one there's the very clear indiana jones uh reference with the let it go and the the guy you know the um, the holy grail right as uh, omega is reaching down for the cash and it's like no she's got to let it go and then also that entire you know, piece that set piece they were in felt a lot like the oh man, like the trailer from the Lost World Jurassic Park that was hanging off the edge when the T-Rex came through. I I I half expected for them to be holding onto that cable and literally the entire crate like fall around them, just like that shot from The Lost World. That didn't happen, but that whole I don't know, it just it felt like that to me. But all in all, a great reintroduction to the Bad Batch. You know, I love this series. It's it's but it makes it it does a good job of being both heavy and also light at the same time, right? Like I can watch this with my kids, but there's also some, you know, deeper themes that are going on, but it's not too heavy. You know, you you get you get a nice it's like an it's like a a, a good sandwich, right? Like it, it it tastes good. It's not a full meal, but it tastes good and it'll get you through lunch. You're doing all right. But it's not like Andor where it's like dense and heavy and like filling and like whoa, you know. So this I just love that we've got all these different uh, angles and eras and and places to play in the Star Wars universe. And I, I continue to, uh, yeah, look ahead to what we're going to get from Bad Batch. So will this be a series that we cover here on TV Talk? Probably. I, I, you know, it depends on kind of how some of the episodes go, if there are kind of denser things that inspire uh, theory and things to talk about and, you know, nods to other series. That's To me, that's what's the most interesting is how can we speculate? And this is a bit more of a serialized series and that's okay. You know, I don't think that's a bad thing. So yeah... Let's watch it. Let's have some fun with it. And hey, if there's some other series out there that you want us to cover here on TV Talk, let me know. Love to hear from you. Head over to uh, TVTalk.fm. You can contact the show there. It's show at TVTalk.fm. Would love to hear your thoughts. What series would you like us to cover? I'm going to go drink some tea and rest my voice up. And that is going to do it for me uh, for right now. But again, Happy New Year, everybody. Hope you're enjoying this. And uh, yeah, until next time, I'll be back in a flash.